Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's get started. Another edition of Colch Narrow Chat, flooding your ears with Atletico audio goodness. I'm Jeremy. Robbie's with me. And Robbie, uh, not a whole lot of good to talk about today, but at least we're doing it with a smile. Yes, um, flooding, flooding your ears like a, like, an, uh, like a Real Madrid counterattack flooding into Atletico's penalty area. Oh, that's very uh, good. That's sad, but very good. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think um, that like we were just speaking about there, it was poor, yes, but in line with what we kind of thought about this Atletico team, and we're, we're kind of hoping that maybe they'll turn around and prove us wrong, or that they'll click, or that they'll turn a corner, or that... I don't know what we're hoping at this point, but it's it's become it's looking increasingly likely that they won't ever turn a corner this season anyway. I'm hoping they get top three at this point because that's really all the the Colchoneros can can hope for right now. Uh, we're talking, of course, about the Madrid derby on Sunday night uh, at the Santiago Bernabeu. It finished two nil to Real Madrid. A goal on either side of halftime from Karim Benzema in the first half and Marco Asensio in the second half, Robbie. Uh, I didn't think the first half was all that bad. Atletico started brightly, but really Madrid scored on two mistakes, and Atletico need to know better than to make some of these mistakes defensively that they were making, and we'll talk all about that. Um, but like generally speaking, you mentioned that this wasn't overly surprising based on the Atletico team. 
that we've seen this season. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been inconsistent from one game to the next. I just spoke about that on, on the bonus pod at patreon.com slash Chat And yeah, this the second half to me felt more like a training session after Madrid went 2-0 up. And they knew, I think, at any point, but if Atletico did wrangle one back and get back into the game, they could go up the pitch and get one themselves. Because th- this is where we can start. Atletico are so frail defensively, Robbie. 18 goals shipped now in just 16 games in La Liga. They conceded only 25 all of last season, and they're most of the way there now with a second half of the season still to play. Yeah, and I think I think that the like like I'm I'm not saying that the individual mistakes are good, but they're the kind of things that you can fix. Like you can pinpoint them, you can fix them, or you can try to fix them, or you can you can uh, figure out how how to eliminate them by dropping the player in question. The problem for Atletico is not so much the individual individual errors because Real Madrid are going to get good chances against you. Right. It's a matter. It's a matter of. Um, hurting them when when you have the ball and and Atletico Madrid's problem is they're not quick enough. Like like Coke said, um, we we had loads of the ball. They let us have the ball and we we dominated. But Real Madrid gave Atletico the ball because they were like they they cannot hurt us when they have the ball. And we saw it today in that they have no they, they, like their their passing into the final third isn't sharp enough. The players in the final third aren't, um, what's the word, like, uh, they're not uh, incisive enough, they're, yeah. they're, the passing isn't yeah. crisp. Like, you you look at the likes of um, uh, Real Madrid's goal, for example, and I know that was on the counter, but so sharp, so slick. Um, and and you look at Atletico then, and it's what it turns into then is uh, like in the I think it was in the in the second half at some point I can't remember exactly when, but there was one one stage in the second half where Atletico had a chance to counter, and it was like okay here we go, and someone just kind of passes sideways to Coke and was like okay let let's start now, instead of just moving the ball quickly, and you're looking at it going. This team has no chance, and that's mm. why. Forget about the individual errors. I understand that they're not ideal. They do, um, they, they they do hurt you. But it's more the idea that Atletico are just so slow in it in attack, and uh, and um, the yeah, and then and then Ash, it looked like um, like you said, Real Madrid could have scored. There was another stage then when Real Madrid could have scored when Suarez came on and, and they were two 0 down. I, I was looking, going, if Real Madrid, say for example, it was a Copa del Rey two-legged tie, and it, and Real Madrid needed to score six goals, I genuinely think they might have been able to. Mm-hmm. That's um, a, that's uh, a damning uh, indictment, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and, and I think I think um, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating with six, but they could have <laughs> scored three or four. Like they could have tacked on another two or three if they really had wanted to go for that. Uh, yeah, and. And the fact that they kind of left Atletico even hanging on at the, at the end, and in in reality, they really weren't hanging on. Like I I thought that Real Madrid were in complete control of that. Yeah. And um, yeah, they were. But yeah, I I think that's Atletico's problem. In the middle, they can mix it with anyone. And um, the the problem is getting the ball into the final third fast and and having players who can 
who can take advantage of those chances. And that's basically the difference between these two sides because I don't think Real Madrid are are are, are uh, world beaters either. I, I think that they're quite limited, but they have the players, Vinicius and Benzema in particular, who can who can really really hurt you when when they're given limited chances. Yeah, and, and when they've got the goals going in, they have Courtois to make big saves. Ether Militao, I thought, had a very good game as well in central defense. He's had, he's had a great 2021. I think Militao mm. developing into like a star center back is probably the big, like more than Vinicius's explosion or Benzema's heroics, that's probably the biggest story at Madrid this calendar year. Because there were legit concerns that they would just leak goals all over the place with Militao and with Ramos going and with the uncertainty as to who his partner would be, Alaba and Militao have done very, very well together. And they were, I thought, very solid at the back, even when Atletico were able to put a few chances together. But you're right about the the issues in attack and with the issues in execution. It's not just down to talent. Of course, Madrid have more talent than Atletico. They have more money than Atletico. They can afford players like Vinicius. They can afford players like Militao. They can afford to keep players like Cruz and Modric and Casemiro on their books for the next decade if they wanted to um the the issue is the execution and the planning and the sharpness and atletico again we've this harkens back to our previous discussions about what on earth is this team's identity where what on earth is is the playing style where's the consistency from one game to the next against porto we saw a counter-attacking setup we saw execution from set pieces and two really incisive cutting counter-attacking goals late in the game to seal the deal uh, in this game, there was a bright start with Mateus Cunha, the, one of the surprise starters, running in behind and trying to make things happen with Llorente. It didn't come off. Koke makes a mistake, a bad pass in, into the middle of that midfield trio. They eat it up. Vinicius sets up Benzema to make it 1-0, and then it's an uphill battle from there. Um, yeah, Co- we're going to talk about Koke's form in a little bit because I, I think it, it's reaching crisis levels with Koke and yeah. what's what's going on with him this year. Um what did you make of, of Simeone's decision to start Cunha and come out with, with the four-man defense? Was it a wise decision? Could the execution have been better? Did it play into Madrid's hands? No, I, I think they looked good in the first half. And I think that, uh, like we were saying there, that the, um, the Atletico looked good in the first... In the, in, in the, well, in those opening exchanges. And then Koke just... He he was he was pressed from behind and, and lost the ball and then he won it back and then lost it again it straight away yeah yep. and, and it was one of those kind of line breaking passes that and like that's the kind of thing uh, that this Atletico Madrid team just can't they can't concede those kind of and 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 like the the other thing is that um, the the defending for that they were just all rushing back so. It's kind of like uh, they're traumatized by some of the counter-attacking goals they've conceded this season, and, and uh, who, who was it? Like uh, it was Rodrigo de Paul, Condogbia, just racing back towards goal and just kind of headless in a way. Just uh, like I understand that that uh, your immediate thought is to get back and get bodies close to goal, but Koke, I mean, forget about him. He like he has no chance of chasing anyone. Right. Uh, on the counter, so he's gone. He's out of the play altogether. And then Rodrigo de Paul is there, but he, like Koke, doesn't even point to to Benzema and says, "Get pick up Benzema." Would that not be, would that not be, the first 
king you do. The first and second things I do, because there are five Atletico yeah, yeah. defenders in the box, and none of them have picked out Benzema. Find Benzema. Right. Find him, and someone stick to him. And they didn't, and obviously he hurt him when just a uh, lovely finish, absolutely beautiful goal. Yeah. He, he has all day to kind of tee it up. And, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, and after that even, Atletico looked good, but, yeah, like we were saying before, even with, on one of the other podcasts, with the um, Atletico can only play in a couple of ways, and, and one of them is really, really slow. The other one, another one is on the counter, and when they go 1-0 down, they're just playing really, really slow. And after that, it's just... Um, yeah, you're lo- you're looking at it then, and the problem, like you said earlier, there that 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 um, Atletico's talent isn't as isn't as strong, but at the end of the day, they do have. We're saying this now because it's a result of the situation, but at the start of the season, we were saying that Atletico's strength and depth, their squad. Like everyone was saying that, or remember, I, I can't remember exactly if you did say that, but I said it. Mm. Everyone, everyone I spoke to said, "Oh, Letigo are going to be too strong. They're going to be too strong." And then all of a sudden, we see that they're absolutely not. And I understand that they have defensive issues with with injuries and the, the left back situation is a bit of a mess. And kind of you're 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 screwed there because you might have got Hermoso and Lodi and two completely different players. So kind of. By by changing one of them, you end up having to change the whole kind of system or the whole way you play. But uh, but anyway, they have loads of talent. I think it's just down to tactics and the coach, both 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 uh, um, consistency in his message as to what they're trying to do. Which, as we said, we don't know what that is. And secondly. Uh, empowering these players and, and putting them in situations to to exceed like, like you're left with at the end of the game you're left with it's so it's so bad and it's 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 you're, you're lacking um uh so much you're lacking that final pass and final third so what it ends up is joe phoenix just trying to beat men one-on-one it's just old school one-on-one football and that's only going to get you so far. You need those combinations. You need people moving. You need people. Yep. You need rotations. People pulling defenders out, and moving, and there's just none of that. Um, like, 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 uh, Joe Felix tends to come on in games and, and, and Lamar and show a little bit of a little bit of kind of uh, kind of go to, to 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 make things happen. But then that kind of dies down when he realizes. He's he's kind of fighting a losing battle, and the team gets a grips with him, and then it's just left with Joe Felix trying impossible passes and trying to beat men one on one, and it's just like like Real Madrid could be playing here, they could be playing for next Sunday, and Atletico aren't going to score them. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's just how de- that's how deflating and how how the atmosphere was kind of so somber in the second half, at least around Atletico, just the the vibes of the game, the way it was going, which, yeah, Joao spent the entire second half trying to take guys on 1v1, and there was always someone behind the defender to clean it up. Like, Modric was chasing him down. Like, Modric is 15 years older and is chasing Felix down in the second half. I mean, credit to Luka Modric. He had a phenomenal game. He always seems to against Atletico. Um, Whenever the derby rolls around, he just goes up another level if that's even possible. But, yeah, there's just no help. Um... 
you wrote about this recently in your column about Cunha and his in his pressing. Like it's great that Cunha presses high, and it's great that he runs, and it's great that he wants to make those runs in behind and make things happen. But no one else is joining him in this endeavor, and it, it's because Atletico aren't winning the ball high. If you want to play a possession-based, pressing-based game, you need to win the ball high so you don't have as far to go to create transition opportunities. And Atletico aren't doing that. That's the disconnect in their attack, and it, it's and it's why it, it's partially why they're so vulnerable to counters. The other part of it is. The, the defense is injured, there have been suspensions and players unavailable, and it, it's just a whole mess right now. Um, we talked about Koke a little bit earlier. Uh, I was stunned, frankly, that he played all 90 minutes in this game, because again, it was just another really kind of poor performance, lacking any real authority or stamp on the game. Uh, the way Atletico's squad is constructed, the way it's built, isn't helpful or advantageous for him, because Jeffrey Kondogbia, who would be an, an ideal partner, is playing in central defense right now. And there really is no other player profile like that, a defensive-minded pivot who can go and help Koke. Um, what what to do about Koke? I mean, Simeone is not going to bench him. Um, but how bad is this going to get for him? Because he's had a really, really pretty poor season. Yeah, I don't know. Because the, the, the problem is, though, if you play Kondogby there, then you're taking up two places in, midf- in, in midfield with players who don't create or assist and right and you look at uh, and you look at like Barcelona and you say well Busquets gets away with it and he's not athletic but but Barcelona play a, a, a ball dominant style that they know how to play and he fits perfectly into that and um, the problem with Koke is he's trying to be everything at the moment and he's just not a modern Gay midfielder uh, in that he's not athletic, he's not dynamic, he's 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 embarrassed regularly on the counter attack. He, he, he like it, it, I guess it's been an issue for such a long time that um, it's it, it's been an issue for a long time that uh, he he doesn't assist, he doesn't score. He took a shot today and it was like the, the Real Madrid fans just kind of jeered him. They were yeah, like, yeah. what was that? Like just kind of pitiful effort and. Um, and and uh, that's been an issue for a while, and it's kind of I think I think part of the it's kind of weird though because what happens is when Koke is out of the team, they really miss him, and it's like oh my god, Koke is amazing, and and I do agree with that, but that's not that's not because Koke is amazing, that's because Simeone builds a team around him. Do, do, do you get me? Mm. So I think that I think that. Uh, I think that Simeone is the one that's actually making this uh, Atletico so Koke dependent because in reality you, you watch Koke and, and, and he's amazing as a kind of an auxiliary and he does this for Spain and it's kind of weird because he plays quite well for Spain and he, he just sitting kind of a front of that in front of that defensive mid, that pivot and uh, moving around the place. But but as the main man, I don't know if he if if if, if well I, I, from what we've seen this year, no, it doesn't work as him as that kind of deep lying pivot, because uh, he can't get across the field quick enough. He can't get back and transition quick enough, and and you just wonder, could someone else do this? If you put Kondogbia there, now I'm not saying Kondogbia has the range of passing or the kind of the patience or that that kind of feel for the game. The Koke has, and he never will have that. And he, 
doesn't sell himself as that kind of player. But uh, you're, you're, he has to play someone who can play that role, even if you lose a little bit. By by playing someone who can go, who can do a little bit of both is better than Koke, who can do a lot of one thing and none of the other. Mm. And I think that that's where the problem is. So, uh, like, it's sad. And it's sad to be talking even about um, Koke. And it's sad to... Not, not that it's sad. I mean, Simeone isn't going to be crying into his cornflakes because we're saying... Uh, uh, we're kind of criticising him. Um, but, uh, like, I think the time for eulogising and... and, and, and talking about how much of a legend Simeone is um, and is in the present like he is a legend and and he will be remembered as the best manager that Atletico Madrid have ever had he brought them into the new era and he'll be a, he is a legend forever but in, in the present it's okay to say that maybe it's he's brought them as far as he can and it's time to kind of change things because what we've seen this season and given the money that they've spent and I know that you said there that that um that they don't have the talent and they don't have the money like they they spent a hundred they spent money on Joe Felix that seems to be forgotten or, or not not that it's forgotten but oh I am I haven't forgotten it I haven't forgotten no. they spent that money on him and in almost in almost three seasons he hasn't dropped a signature performance yet you know what what's the, what's the best game Joao has played for Atletico uh, Salzburg in the group stage last year yeah. Like he, maybe he maybe the Bayern game when Bayern were resting half their team. He came on against I think Leipzig. Was it Leipzig? He came yeah, on he or... he played really well in that second half, but that was only half a yeah. game. But that's just kind of little burst, and that's um, he's had like spells where he was oh wow like this might be it, but no, it has. It's been three wasted years for him. Um, he's got one goal uh, this year. One goal. Yeah, like yeah, and and he can't he can't get his place in the team. Um, he like what's what's going on here? Yeah, and I know that I know that Simeone uh, rules with a, with an iron fist there at Atletico, but I think criticism is going to have to. I, I think it is going to ramp up in the next soon. Like and and it, it's nice that they got into the Champions League last sixteen, an amazing kind of vintage performance. Maybe not amazing, but vintage performance from from Atletico, but. They could be seriously embarrassed here in the last sixteen. Um, yeah, and, and that and draw that draws tomorrow, so we'll find out. I mean, they they could draw Bayern City. Um, they can't draw Chelsea, which is good news. But they could still yeah. draw a, a real juggernaut in the last sixteen, and yeah, that that could be uh, a challenge. But that that's a good segue into talking about Felix and to talking about the money that's been spent and and talking about. Um, again, where where we go next here, right? Because we talked about this after the Mallorca game, I think, and the the Porto result added some sheen. The Porto result kind of masked some of these issues for at least a few days, but here we are talking about him again after Atleti capitulated again in La Liga. Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's two and a half years now with Joao Felix, and he's had some injuries, okay. Uh, he had COVID last year, and, and it was symptomatic, and it knocked him out of contention. It slowed him down massively. Okay, great. But I think we're running out of excuses here. This was, I think, a perfect opportunity for him to stamp his authority on this team, to announce himself as indispensable. Granted, he's only 22, and I'm trying not to be unfair to a 22-year-old kid 
who has already made more money than a lot of us are going to see in our entire lives, who is getting paid this much money to play a game. Um, let's not lose sight of that either. But at the same time, from a footballing point of view, it just hasn't happened for him. It looked like it, at some points it was gonna. It still might. Who knows? Progress isn't linear. Uh, look at Tomolema was a, a dead man walking for a while there and is now one of Atletico's most important players. Same for Llorente last season, who just exploded. But uh, the, the money that was spent on him, he's one of the five most expensive players ever. Like, ever. And Atletico signed him to a long-term deal, knowing that it might not take off immediately. But when is enough enough? Like, when is when is it going to happen for him? I don't know. Maybe it, it's not going to happen. This is one of those games that I think, okay, he's got a chance to come on here. And individually, he did fine, like... A couple shots forced Courtois into a great save off his face in stoppage time. Um, but just too much individual action, trying to do too much. And he he, ha- he doesn't have a defined role in the team. He hasn't convinced Simeone enough to where Cholo feels he can be an undisputed starter. Um, and that's a lot of money to on, to spend on that experiment and finding out if you've got the next Ballon d'Or winner in your squad that's a lot of that's an expensive mistake and it's starting to trend in that direction yeah and i, I think that um but i also think it's unfair to Joe know, felix in that um and, and and it's impossible to get to, to judge who who's wrong here yeah but at the same time i, I think it's on, it's on simeone to find a role for him and 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 and, and play him and um, I, I think i, I think there, there's a big problem here as well in that Atletico Madrid are in a really tough spot because every game, and I sound like a Spanish football manager now, but every game for them is a final because they have to, they, <laughs> yeah. they have to, they have to make top four. Like you get it, you get a team like, let's say a team like Betis, and 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 it's um, every game isn't a final for them. Uh, because they, they, if they don't make top four, it's not the absolute end of the world. And Simeone, four guy, he is the top four guy. That Atletico Madrid, he is like I, I, we're not here to win it. We're just uh, t- we are who we are. And he's like top four is his thing. Getting out of the group stage of the Champions League is his thing. And and and. Uh, he has to kind of keep that going, and Atletico are kind of in a position where they they are good. They are so good that they, in order to improve, they have to spend a lot of money on on players, and in order to keep the players that they have, they have to pay top wages. But they're not quite Madrid or Barcelona yet, so top four isn't um isn't uh. Uh, guaranteed for them, like like uh, Atletico could go on a poor run and lose out in Champions League. Now I know Barcelona are out of that right now, but they're in that weird space where they're 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 not quite at the very very top table where top four is guaranteed and they can kind of play around a little bit. But they're also not in a position like uh, maybe a Sevilla, although they're kind of getting there, like a Real Betis, a Real, where top four isn't or missing out in top four isn't. Armageddon, mm. and I think that. So I think that for Simeone, and 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 this is part of Simeone's philosophy anyway. Game by game, every game is a final. That, so, so, but he just needs to, or Atletico just need to, uh, pick an eleven 
and I know it's easier said than done, but pick an eleven and 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 kind of uh, and and build a team, build a, a structure that that accommodates the young guys. Um, not not the young guys, but Yao Felix, Lamar, um, players like that, and, and and just play it until it it clicks, until until they find their until they find their groove. But again, they don't have that leeway to kind of suck it up for a while. Mm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, they 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 the margin is super thin because they have been so poor for so much of this season. Um, and yeah, uh, th- this is the core of a title-winning team that's come back this year, augmented with DePaul, augmented with Cunha, with Griezmann, and like, okay, we're ready to go again. Like, we can talk about winning the league for the second time in, in as many years. A repeat for the first time in seventy years—that would be incredible. And they have a legit chance to do it. Well, then the narrator goes, "Well, actually, no, they don't, uh, because these issues that I think we we kind of glossed over." Um, with the with the recruitment and Simeone can can only do so much. I think the the squad's imbalance is informing some of these decisions that are blowing up in his face and that are uh, this game more than some of the others that we've dispiriting displays that we've talked about this season. This game more than others just shows how far Atletico have fallen in just a few months. Um, whereas last year. Around this time, they were top of La Liga by a good margin, or they were about to be top of La Liga by a good margin. They were on a lengthy, or about to embark on a lengthy winning run that ultimately was good enough for them to win the league. Um, This year, we're talking about a team that could legitimately be in a race just to finish fourth with the way Madrid look. Um, You mentioned Sevilla, by the way, and I think it was catastrophic for them not to get out of that Champions League group. Um... And I was reading, I think, in Marca the other day that they might have to they might have to sell as soon as January. I don't know how true that is, but Sevilla are good enough to obviously get top three. Um, Betis are playing with house money. Like Betis are just in anything goes right now with them. They pounded Real Sociedad earlier on Sunday, so you're looking right now at a legitimate race for third or fourth, which was not at all the anticipation. The expectation, the club level, is that yeah, you finish in the top four because that keeps revenue coming it keeps the income flowing steadily enough to keep the team ticking and keep things viable financially and otherwise um but the anticipation was atletico were going to be far more this season given that they brought back most of the title winning team like the only contributors who left I mean Torreira left but he was a bit part player Saul left he was a bit part player by the end of the season you expected growth from some of these guys like Joao Felix Renan Lodi uh Hermoso um, DePaul and Griezmann would come back and fit like a glove. Um, but we haven't seen the players who were central to last year's um, title charge continue on that ascendancy. And we haven't seen some of the younger players we expected to develop really develop. Like Atletico have problems both at left back and right back. Because um, Kieran Trippier hasn't played in a month. He was in the squad today, but didn't play. Um, he wants to leave. I think everybody and their mother knows that he wants to go back to England. He has said it multiple times. Uh, Atletico have problems all over the defense. Um, they It's easy to play through their midfield. And they have way too many attackers, and Simeone can't properly juggle them all. So it's it's a, like a cascading range of issues that were exploited in this game rather ruthlessly by Madrid, 
who pounced on two mistakes. And Atletico didn't play an awful game, but it was far from inspiring. And Madrid ran and hid after it was 2-0. They knew that this was practically sealed. Um, they are they were tactically superior. They were superior in terms of their personnel and the execution of Ancelotti's plan. That's his first ever league win against Simeone. Um, after failing to win any of the previous four Madrid derbies they had played in Ancelotti's first stint as the Madrid coach. So this wasn't the worst performance Atletico have dropped this season, but it was definitely dispiriting and definitely deflating. And it, it showed on a worldwide stage, if it hasn't yet, because this is one of the most viewed fixtures in the world, um, it showed internationally this where how much Atletico have fallen from where they were at this time a year ago and how much improvement needs to be made to really challenge Madrid again and to really challenge at the top of La Liga and at the top level again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it just, just back to my point earlier about what I was saying about where Atletico are at, it's, it's, it's interesting in terms of how, what kind of a coach Simeone is in that is he... Uh, I remember, I think it was Pep Guardiola or someone said, someone criticised uh, Jose Mourinho once and said that you're not a, you're not a, uh, uh, you're not a, a, like a coach's coach, you're a titles coach. All you are is a titles coach. Like, you win, like, the main, the, 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 the means justify the end. And, and Mourinho was like, oh, thanks, I kind of like that, uh, you know, and, 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 and that's something that Mourinho has hurt, has hurt Mourinho in that he doesn't develop players. He's not the kind of manager who can who can uh, go back go back and start fresh and say, OK, we're, we're going to a new phase here. Simeone has, has styled himself as this ultra competitive uh, win at all costs. It doesn't matter how slick it is. We, we're not interested in that. We're win- interested in winning hasn't brought through young young guys uh, from the academy and now all of a sudden and that's fine when you're winning and that's fine when things are going well the problem is when the problem is when um, you start to lose all those little kind of cracks start to appear and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're looking at, at all the young players who he's failed to develop and, 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 and um, you're sitting there going where, where do we go from here so, so you get like a, 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 and I think it's kind of back, back to Atletico and where they're at. In their, uh, like, it's kind of like Atletico have gotten to where they're at right now because of Simeone, and they're, they're so incredibly desperate to hold on to it because that's the way modern football is. In that, there's so much money on the line that it's just like, just do you, you need to do whatever it takes to get there. There's no thought beyond there's no thought about like uh, developing a philosophy where young guys can blossom there's no there's no um there's no thought about a philosophy where uh, creating a pipeline from the academy straight to the first team and um, so that we don't have to go and spend 120 million on players we can just we can sell a guy uh, if we have to and and bring three with three people ready to step in the way kind of barcelona do it and um, and i think that that's showing itself now in that Simeone doesn't really know where to take it from here 
and Atletico are just like, oh, just whatever it takes, just get top four. That's that's all that matters. Yeah, the, um, the, the criticism that's that's the criticism that's followed Mourinho for years, and it's legit viable criticism. That's why he's at his third club in three years because he hasn't and, laid down roots anywhere and can't bring through young players. That's what we're we're seeing with Cholo. Like the the league title last year. Um, it was it was an amazing dramatic finale and atletico i think were deserved winners of the title despite wobbling in the second half and some of that development has gone backwards there's been a, a de-evolution this season and now it's not in vogue but now it, it's pertinent to point out that atletico have a smaller squad than their competitors it's pertinent when you're not winning um to bring up that Simeone hasn't really betted through any young players since Lucas Hernandez and Thomas Party, neither of whom are at the club anymore. Um, it's it's pertinent to bring up that some of Atletico's squad building philosophies haven't really stuck, haven't really hit. Um, so it, it it does lend itself to the debate that we're having, like where do Atletico go next? Was the league title last year really? Like the, as I mentioned last weekend, the last hurrah in a sense um, was not was it wasn't a mirage, but can it get any better than that? The results in the first half of this season say no, it can, and the results so far this season say that um, Simeone isn't wearing out his welcome per se. He's gonna stay as long as he wants because that's the power he has at the club, and he's earned it over nearly a decade of of service as the coach, but. Uh, you know, it, it's it's results like this, like these are the games you pay big money to win these games. Like you, these are results that can define seasons. And it's another, in the end, it's another limp loss at Real Madrid. Third year in a row, Robbie, where Atletico have gone to Real Madrid in the Derby and just have been pretty clearly second best. Um, and you invest in the squad to avoid that. You invest in the squad and in the coach and in and heightening the resources everywhere else around the club, the infrastructure in and around the club to continue competing at a high level. And Atletico cannot match Real Madrid right now. They're 13 points behind him in the table. Uh, There's really very little hope that they can make this a title race. So now you hope for top three or top four. And that'll satisfy satisfy the club for the most part. Um, But I I, I can't imagine it's satisfying to Simeone I can't imagine it it's a satisfying it's satisfying PR for other players that the best you can do is finish third or fourth when they just won the league last year yeah and, and they're talking about being at the top table and they've spent money on players uh, like like Joe Felix and uh, you, you were the favorites going into the season what for, for whether for for better or worse like uh, you, um, or, or sorry, right or right or wrong. I mean, they were they were favourites going into the season, and now they're thirteen points behind, and not because they've been unlucky, or not because they because of injuries. It's because they're they're, they're playing awful. Football. Because they're just and not good. Not, <laughs> like let's just face it, Atletico just yeah, aren't very good. And they've been playing, and they've been playing awful football now for a while. Like so, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't I don't really know where Atletico go from here. And like I was saying, like when you're winning and, and things are good. And um, uh, it papers over the cracks, but when you when you're starting to lose and and it's it's not even enjoyable football, it's it's not even just that even that doesn't save you. It gets to the point where you're like, what's the actual point here? If if Atletico aren't getting any closer to um to winning the Champions League, to 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 kind of um to really 
solidifying themselves as uh, proper title challengers for Real Madrid and and, and Barcelona uh, against Real Madrid and Barcelona. Aside from the the board's um, contentment with the fact that he is making top four, and 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 obviously Simeone has is becoming a victim of, of his ability to bring Atletico here and for his consistency over the years. But at the same time, it's like, at what point do you say, we're either winning or else we're playing good football? And right now they're doing neither. And uh, they need to, uh, I think there's going to be a serious question asked. And I think like in the Spanish media, we're going to probably see a little bit more criticism ramping up in the next couple of weeks. Do you think Simeone leaves at the end of the season? Um. Well, like I often think, oh, he probably will. But he's a, he's the highest paid manager in the world. He's not going to work for another club who gives him a, who gives him the kind of reign that uh, or the the kind of um, the power that he has. So I don't know if he'll leave voluntarily. But at the same time, it might get to the point where he feels like he needs a new challenge. He said he's gonna he wants to work in Italy before before uh, at some point in his career, uh, like. The talent is there. Uh, Atletico Madrid are Champions League side, um, and 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 the fact that Simeone uh, he didn't speak English. Uh, I don't know if he does now, but he didn't. Like if um, if he his his options are kind of limited. He's not going to. He's probably not going to go to anywhere in Germany. It's either Italy or somewhere else in Spain, which is highly highly unlikely. And um, uh, so. Does he does he pack it in at Atletico after after a decade to go to to someone in Italy and Serie A hasn't really gone through his best moment? Maybe he can improve that, but I don't know. Like, uh, why would he leave? And unless Atletico the board decide to make a decision on that, and, un, unless this season ends up in a complete and utter disaster when he realizes, look, it's time for me to walk away, but. I don't know. It's hard to say right now, but I think like a disaster. Like I think that would probably embolden him. Like if Atletico just spitballing here were to finish like fifth and not win a trophy, that would be a really really bad year. But I think it would probably embolden him, and the club likely wouldn't want to move on from him because there wouldn't be as much money for signings. They would count on him to improve the team internally. Um, so it's better. It's always better to go out when you're on top rather than. When it's better to burn out than to fade away, is the the Neil Young yeah. lyric. Um, and I, I think it's it's pertinent to to question that right now. Like there there is a a very vocal sect of Atleti Twitter and Atleti social media that just will not criticize Chola whatsoever. They will not hear it. They will not talk about it. And they will like instantly denigrate anyone who even broaches the subject. But we have to broach it. Um, because some of these problems are at Cholo's feet. Some of these problems he hasn't fixed or properly accounted for. Um, gr- like, granted, you and I aren't there every day. We're not at Mahata Honda every day, so we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. Um, and, of course, the, the club's channels are going to put everything in a positive light. Okay, great. Uh, so we don't know if there's if it's disastrous behind the scenes, if there's dressing room discord or whatnot, and I'm not going to speculate about it on the program. Um, but it, it's looking rather likely at this point that last season was the the final moment of glory because Atletico haven't played much of anything for much for much of this season and they they pipped Madrid to the title by two points last year but Madrid without really making much of a huge splash this summer um, still found a way to get much better and still found a way to 
improve over Atletico, who haven't improved at all and, in fact, have gone backwards. Um, There's still a second half of the season to play, though, Robbie, and the Champions League draw is tomorrow, so we'll see if Atletico get a kind draw, and then maybe they can go on a Champions League run, and that would save a little face, but this league campaign has been a disaster so far. There's no way around it. And if Atletico can make defensive investments um, or investments in defenders in January, they they kind of should. Um, I know uh, David Garcia from Osasuna, who scored against Barcelona on Sunday. He's been linked with the club in recent days. Um, we'll, we'll see if there is any movement on that front. Um, at, at money is always tight at Atletico, or so they claim. Uh, the next game, Robbie, it doesn't, doesn't really get much easier for Atletico in La Liga. So we'll talk about this briefly um, as we were running a bit over time. Um, they just f- faced uh, the top team in La Liga, the team in first place. They face second place Sevilla next weekend um, at the Pizuan. Can you imagine a tougher back-to-back slate than the the uh, number one and number two teams in La Liga both on the road in back-to-back weekends? Like, how brutal is that? Yeah, I, mean, I think Sevilla are a little bit hurt by getting knocked out of the Champions League, and they're also um, uh, they're they're also gonna go absolutely gung ho now for this La Liga title, and they'll fancy themselves in, in with a in with a shout. And uh, with Barcelona collapsing, uh, or not collapsing, but Barcelona well out of it, I think there's a really good chance that there's there, there's a top four without Barcelona this year. So every every like real real. Um, Real, Real, sorry, Real Bet has picked up an extra three points there, and I was just looking at them, and they're looking really good. So I think, yeah, Sevilla are, are a really tough team for Atletico to play against. Um, uh, and and, and Lopetegui is such a good coach that he, he'll have them really well drilled, and, and I think that, uh, yeah, Atletico are probably going to struggle again. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be a welcome respite. Atletico usually do not play well at the PS1. They lost there 1-0 last year. Uh They've only won, I think, two, maybe three times at Sevilla in Simeone's uh, tenure as coach. One of them was that really crazy 5-2 game three years ago uh, oh, yeah. after Costa had just had just rejoined the team. Um, and it was just after Sevilla had embarrassed him in the Copa del Rey. Uh, yeah, it, this that's a tough back-to-back. But, yeah, Sevilla are not infallible. I, I mentioned earlier how difficult and, if not, catastrophic and cataclysmic it was that they only won one of their games in the Champions League group stage. Um, despite having a larger budget than Atletico, they finished third in their group. The good news for them, though, is that they can just host the Europa League final instead in a few months. I don't think they'll look down upon that. You know, they're they're going to make a run there. They always do. This Sevilla team is good, though. They like to have the ball. Uh, they've got several talented, creative midfielders and playmakers, a couple of whom are injured right now. We'll see how their situations evolve uh, throughout the week. Um, Jules Kunde is a very, very good center back. Um, I don't think Suarez or Cunha will um, really enjoy that matchup with him. Suarez will relish it. Uh, we'll see who gets the start, though. They're, that game's a week away, six days away. But Atletico don't often play well there, and they need to bounce back. So a, a much different performance is going to be required. It's going to be needed. I'm just not sure if if we're going to get it based on how we saw Atletico play today, how they play for the balance of this season. I don't know. A, a much much more is going to be required and demanded of them at Sevilla. Because another loss there, and it, it's it's really a tough situation if you lose that game too. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I, and there's a chance that they might. So uh, I'm just looking at the league table. Yeah, we're not twenty-four. I mean, yes, I mean, Barcelona at, have been in, Barcelona have been awful, and Atletico are just five points ahead of them. Yeah, that this Barca team is the worst in my lifetime, almost. And Atletico yeah. are only a few points, a handful of points ahead of them. They do have the head-to-head, but only a few points ahead of this Barca team with all the chaos that's been going on there this past year. Oy. Yeah. Um, they have the head-to-head over Betis, too, which I think is probably going to come in handy at the end of the season. Um, and they play La Real on the final day, so if that could be a, a third, fourth-place playoff, perhaps. That's looking way far ahead, and we don't know what's going to happen these next few months. But we can make some cautious predictions based on what we've seen so far that this is going to be a, a challenge for Atletico. Not to win the league, they can't really do that anymore. But to get second, third, maybe even fourth, because things are still pretty bunched up there when you get behind Madrid and behind Sevilla. You have Betis, who are just who have been flying since Atletico pounded them a few weeks back. Uh, La Real are struggling right now, but they're still in the top five. Villarreal seem to be recovering a bit. Um, no doubt buoyed by their progress in the Champions League, so... Yeah, uh, interesting times ahead, Robbie. Absolutely, yeah. Let's uh, let's see, but but it, it, it's um, it's getting increasingly hard to come on and, and and be hopeful on the pod, but also it's the same problem every single week too. So it's uh, yeah, the the Porto game was a nice kind of break from the the, the monotony of consistent. Uh, poor performances but uh, yeah let's see if we have anything to talk about in, against, uh, after the Sevilla game yeah uh, credit to Madrid they deserve to win the derby they played well Atletico have a lot of problems that don't have a real easy fix um, yeah and we'll wrap it up there uh, that does it for this edition of Colt Nero Chat Robbie Dunn thank you so much for joining me Absolutely no problem, Jeremy. I'll chat to you soon. We will be back next weekend to talk about Sevilla and Atletico. We're going to hope for a better Atletico result um, at that time. In the meantime, keep it here on Into the Calderon and on our Patreon page as well, patreon.com slash chat, where we'll have some bonus content coming your way during the week. I'm Jeremy Barron. Until next time, adios. Mm-hmm.